Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground, a place to get into the word of God so the word of God can get into you. This is where repentance starts. And who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the underground, the evil one, the evil one. First John chapter five, verse 18 and 21. It says, we know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. First thing first, I'll pop you. Let's talk about this. Hey, if you have a lifestyle of sinning, if you have a lifestyle of practicing the same old habitual sins over and over and over and over and have no conviction about it, no conviction, because see, if you have the spirit of God in you, it'll convict you of certain things that you're doing. And you know that you will need to change. Because God the Father would discipline you. Just like our earthly fathers or our earthly mothers, when we're doing something over and over, they begin to discipline us. If we have a behavior that is wrong and we continue to do it, our parents would discipline us. Why? Because they, you are their child. And so God is saying in verse 18, we know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning because they listen to their father. So if you're out here just ignoring all God's commands, doing what you want to do, saying what you want to say, living how you want to live, moving like how you want to move, you're not God's children. I know that's a tough thing to hear in our culture these days because we have an all-inclusive culture. But there's a separation that happens when you become disobedient and you have a lifestyle of practicing sin. It says, for God's son holds them securely and the evil one cannot touch them. When you're God's children, it says God holds you very securely. We should be thankful that God is holding some of us securely. We should be thankful that we can't do uh, what we want to do. We should be thankful that we can't go where we want to go. We should be thankful that we can't talk the way we want to talk. We should be thankful that we can't act the way we want to act. Why? Because it says God holds us securely in the evil one. He can't touch us. You put up. You set apart. You protected. You well protected. You got secret service all around. You woman of God, man of God. You got angels all around you. And the evil one can't touch you. Verse 19, we know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. That's why we see this chaos all around us. 
That's why we see people uh, disobeying God. That's why we see people angry at God. That's why we see people ignoring God. It's, it says the world around us, the world that you are living in, the community that you are living in, the schools that you are going to, the jobs that you're going to, it says it is under control. It is under the control of the evil one. In verse 20, it says, and we know that the son of God has come and he has given us understanding so we can know the true God. Even though this world is under the control of the evil one, the son of God has come into your life to give you an understanding, give you wisdom, give you insight of who is the true God. Because some people, majority of people is worshiping the God of this world, which is the evil one. They're praising the God of this world, which is the evil one. They're under control of the evil one. But God, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into our lives so we can have a true understanding of who the true God is. That is what you're doing right now on your walk. You're getting a better understanding who the true God is. And every day you're coming to a better knowledge. That's why you got to be careful on what you listen to. That's why you got to be careful who you talk to. That's why you got to be careful who you hang around with, because you don't want anybody affecting this understanding and this knowledge and this truth that you're coming in about the true God. You're very protective over that. You're very protective over that. And that's why we got to be glad that the evil one can't touch us. Because when we're walking on this path, it is our duty. It is our duty to know who the true God is. And then it says, and now we live in a fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. In order to be in fellowship with the true God, you have to be in fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. You see the standards of God. These are the standards of God. And everybody wants to buck the standards of God, but we don't buck any human standards. Let me give you an example. We all understand that in order to get a doctrine degree, in order to get a lawyer degree, in order to get, you know, a, a financial degree, you have to go through a certain process. You have to go through a certain process. And you know what we do when people go through these processes? We reward them. We celebrate them. We honor them. When somebody goes through the process of getting a master's degree, getting a bachelor's degree, you know what we do? A doctrine degree. We honor them because they met the standards. They met the standards of that. So we honor them. And we don't bucket. We tell people, we would tell our kids, hey, if that's what you want to do, you're going to have to work hard for it. And you're going to have to do this, 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 and that. And we are obedient to the standards that this world has told us we have to go by in order to fulfill certain success 
or get certain goals that we want. The world in the system of this world, they have standards for us to do. Certain jobs out there, there's a certain standard you have to meet in order to get that job. There's a certain education you have to have in order to get that job. There's a certain experience you have to have in order to get that job. Why? Because you're meeting a standard of that corporation. There are certain women and men out there in order to be in relationship with them. There's a certain standard you have to meet in order to talk to these people. There's a certain standard you're going to have to meet in order to take these people out. There's a certain standard that you're going to have to meet in order to even marry these people. And we understand those things. We don't get mad at people about that. We respect people for having standards. Well, God says in verse 20, and now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God and he is eternal life. That is God's standard. Why do we have an attitude with that? Why can't we just accept God's standards like we accept everybody else's standards? Why do we want to argue with God's standards? Why do we want to change God's standards to fit our lifestyle? Do we ask these jobs to change their standards to fit our lifestyles? No, we just do what we got to do to meet their standards. So I'm telling you that it's, it's we have to start doing what we have to do, making sacrifices, the same sacrifices we make when we're going to get these degrees, when we're going to get this money, when we're trying to be in a relationship. Those same sacrifices that you are making, you're going to have to make them for God, too. The reason we don't want to make sacrifices because it's not that important to us. See, we make sacrifices when something is very important to us. When something is very important to us. Jesus is the only true God and he is eternal life. That's the standard of God. Verse 21, dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. Keep away. Has that relationship taken God's place? Has that job taken God's place? Have you, you taken God's place? Have your kids taken God's place? Have your ministry taken God's place? Have your emotions taken God's place? Has your attitude taken God's place? Have your sexual perversion desires taken God's place? He's saying you want to stay away from those things. This is this is what we ought to be doing when we're down here on earth. This is the real battle. This is the real goals that we're trying to accomplish while we're just passing through. We're trying to stay away from anything that's trying to take the place of God. Think about it. What has taken the place of God in your life? As you think on that, 
Allow the Holy Spirit to really work in your heart right now. Because you can make a decision right now to say, you know, you know what? No more of letting this take the place of God. I'm not going to idolize this anymore. I'm not going to idolize this person anymore. I'm not going to idolize this money anymore. I'm not going to idolize my image. We live in a culture that we idolize our image. And it has taken the place of God. We worship our image more than we worship God. But right now, today, you can make a change. You can ask God to help you with this. And tell God, I want to repent of the way I've been idolizing things, God. I need your help. And I believe you can do it. I believe you can do it. You can make one decision that can shape your future right now. I appreciate you coming out to the underground. A place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm out.